officially this podcast. This is episode 135. Mr. List. Mr. List at gmail.com, Instagram, and PayPal. No. Thug, thug pay? No. Wow. What is it? Patreon. <laughs> thug oh, pay. I, yeah, bro. I don't know. No, don't start that company. <laughs> don't start that company, Elon. Uh, or you, Kanye. Um, did you see Kanye's Drink Champs interview, by the way? I, I have not. I've seen, like, um, I've heard about it and seen some clips. It's just, I don't know. I've tried some Drink Champs. I feel like it's better in small clips, like highlights, as opposed to watching the whole thing. When I tried to get through the whole camera on one, I just got really bored. Yeah. And the highlights were much better than the full thing. Yeah. I, I agree with that about the camera one. The, the Kanye one was surprisingly compelling pretty much the whole way through. And it's oh, two okay. parts. Two parts, both. Um, right, so maybe I'll give it a shot. Over an hour. Because, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he knows what he's doing when he's talking kind of crazy. Like, he does it for the publicity. And, you know, given the uh, the way the music economy works, uh, you know, attention does equal more streams, which is more success in, in that space. That's he does true. talk about he's the gotta... fact that, or the the claim that he's a he claims to be a billionaire now, or a multi billionaire. Um, he says yeah, he has I don't know where nine he's billion. Up with this, uh, he says he's worth nine billion dollars. Who's that's him? He says that. I mean. Like, that is him coming up with, up with that. Mostly based on, I think, evaluation of Yeezy, the Yeezy fashion line. Um, and I guess his music catalog as well. Interestingly, although he still refers to Kim and his, as his wife, um, he doesn't, I don't think he's factoring in anything, any Kardashian specific. Or maybe he is. Okay. I, I don't know. But then he was talking about how he has conversations with um, he's friends with this guy, the guy who owns Louis the Louis Vuitton parent company. Yeah, uh, who I did look oh, up. That guy's he like is super rich. Yeah. yeah, he called Kanye was calling him the richest guy in the world. He's from what I saw the third richest after Bezos and Elon. Um, but apparently he's like Kanye is like has some relation like regular social relationship with him. So talked about him a lot. Um, and yeah, a lot of off the wall stuff. He dropped some knowledge here and there that was actually kind of interesting. Of course, I can't remember any of it. Um, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a listen. Cause he's, he's like, I don't, for better or for worse, right? Like he's, he's had a hand in a lot, a lot of my favorite music. And I'm yeah. sure he's got some interesting stories about how it was made. And like, he's got nice, like, I'm sure it's oh, just yeah. kind of cool to hear some of these stories. I yeah, I, and that's like I could listen to him talk about early Rockefeller stuff for yeah. probably ten hours straight, and he does get into some of that. Um, but he then it's he's sort of he's so stream of consciousness with his conversation style that he'll get it be getting into something really interesting about like some drum sample or drum pattern that he took from someone without telling him and now he's like apologizing sorry about that cue or, or something and then he'll segue into you know like we're all god's dominoes or something something like that or god water bottles batteries i think that's what he said <laughs> something like that oh man what's what batteries what's that even mean <laughs> i don't know i don't want to misquote him so why, why don't we move on to our segment we always start the show up with it's trifling in nyc um i have one from uh, a recent uh very rainy friday no oh, wait f- i lost i lost you for a second there a few weeks ago can you hear me now yeah uh is that good i think there yeah, might be good. a bit of a delay but i'm i'm gonna keep i'm gonna push through i think let's just be careful about leaving delays between talking and not over talking but as long as you can hear me now, yes, I can hear you. Great. Okay, we're we're back in, we're back in it. So, it was a rainy Friday afternoon. Uh, I had to print some stuff up. I don't have a printer at home, so I had to go to the FedEx office, formerly Kinkos. I still call it Kinkos, uh, but there's one in my neighborhood on the uh, Houston Street. So I went over there 
all I had to do was print, print out, um, basically two copies of a 30 page document. And, um, and then I also needed to get some envelopes there and man, I, it was weird because, and now I sort of regret saying which, which location it was because uh-huh. these employees of the hair were aggressively, so aggressively unhelpful to me that it, I mean, it was interesting. And I know I sound like an old man when I say maybe customer service in New York has gotten worse over the last two, two, three years. And I know there's yeah. various reasons yeah, for that. Boy. I could be totally wrong, but they were seriously just like it was like three of them off to the side in the back but still behind the counter just talking to themselves and then one guy doing all the work but by on his own and look i i'm mostly like a lot of the stuff there is self-serve and that's fine i think i only needed to ask like the size of envelope that i wanted was like behind the desk so i had to wait in line to get that and he was really cool about it and then i was like oh can i use the restroom and that he was like oh yeah go down and ask it's in the back go ask them for the for the code or the key or whatever (laughs) so i was like i immediately flash back to middle school maybe high school maybe probably middle school where it's like you teacher tells you to go somewhere but the cool kids are are over there and one of them maybe was bullying you a couple weeks ago throwing snowballs at you and as you tried to walk home and yeah that was uh mr uh initials mk um (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i was i just got a a blast of nostalgia from that that was that was super fun and i was i did go down and i looked over at the restroom I looked at them who were like right behind the desk, just, just opposite the restroom. And I was like, Hey, this is locked. Um, is there a key? And they're like, uh, yeah, it, uh, Oh, that's right. They said, they're like, yeah, it doesn't work today. (laughs) 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 And I was like, Oh uh, shit! I just I just remembered another oh, another story. I gotta jot this down now. Do you have any questions so far? Oh, how many were there? Uh, there were three. Oh man! Yeah. So they saw, and I I had seen just, other people. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Wait. Yes. My, just to recap, they told you it doesn't work today, and then that was it. It was something like that, or is like you can't go in today. <laughs> it was something to the effect of either it's broken today, you can't go in today, it's not open for customers today. Oh, so but good. I mean, the the today part is what sort of set up a, a bit of a flat red flag in my mind, um, because that was it. They definitely were smiling at me as they were saying this and looking at me, like kind of, I was looking back at the door, looking over at them. I was like, it's like, is there any other bathroom? They're like, no, not for you. Uh, <laughs> it did, it did seem like th- this is actually pretty smart because it does seem personalized. <sighs> but if I was ever, you know, if I was ever to write a report down, which I would never do, but if I were, it would be like, it would all look fine in text because the words they're saying are above board technically, but you know, the tone and delivery anyway, that's basically it. I, so I went out into the rain. Um, I think, uh, Oh, that was the other thing. It was raining super hard. I had these Manila, Manila envelopes and I was like, Oh man, I went back in. I was like, Hey, can I get a bag from, I think that's right. I think one of the, one of the three had wandered up to the front and I was like, can I get a, like a plastic bag or anything? And they're like, no, we only give them out for other stuff. Like, <laughs> like we, can't, we can't give you one. And then they walked away. And then the, the, the nice dude was like, oh, here you go. And he just handed me one. <laughs> it's just a really weird dynamic that was set up. Oh my God. This is terrible. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it's, I wasn't, I was definitely annoyed, but I definitely wasn't surprised by any of this. And I don't know, like, I, I tend to, I guess in my little routines that I'm in, I only yeah. really go to a few different stores, maybe like five or six different stores that I go to like every week. And, and then going out of that, you know, putting aside bars and restaurants, um, I don't know. Like it's, if I'm, I don't know, it feels like maybe I'm, it just seems weird to me because I'm not used to that particular place. Like I don't go to FedEx office almost like anybody wants to go in there either. So yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you, I assume, I believe you have a printer at your home. I'm, I have to imagine. I don't. I usually. Oh, you don't. I don't have a printer. If I print, I just usually go to like one of our offices and print. Oh, stuff. right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what I would do when I worked in an office. Yeah, of course. Totally, for, totally forgot about that. <laughs> Instead, you, 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 as you were telling that story, I started to think back to that um, Chappelle show skit. At the copy, pop, pop copy, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's in this skit. At least nothing that bad happened. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Dave Chappelle predict- predicted this back in two thousand three. <laughs> the terrible pop copy employees. <laughs> and actually, as I recall, <laughs> that the restroom there was laced with doo doo butter. Uh, <laughs> Just what it said on the bucket as he was spraying it around. I, yeah, I think there was some something like that. It was like a so bucket of chocolate syrup. Not yeah. going to the bathroom. Yeah, I don't want to say. Oh, you know what? Damn, this trick, man! I'm hitting memories like fucking Leo and in Inception. I remember the Kinkos, and it was Kinkos back in in Worthington, Ohio, where, where you know. Oh yeah, that one by the uh, by the CVS, by the Dairy Queen. And the Dairy Queen, yeah. uh, the CVS that I worked at actually for a little while. I remember that bathroom. Oh, that's right. Oh my God. Oh, it's flooding back. There was one day I went in. I was actually doing some work there for like a school project, and I did. I started walking towards the, the restroom, and some employee was looking at me, saying, "Don't go in there." <laughs> And I was like, what? I was confused. And I did go in. The door was unlocked. But I go in and there is this really big dude who was naked from the waist down and was sitting and was definitely very disheveled. Unclear what his status was, but definitely very clear that he had shit all over the that, like a whole f- fourth of the floor. And was, uh, look... You know, that's a very difficult position for him, I'm sure. I want to try to be sympathetic where I can because, you know, he's going through a difficult time, but I cannot deal with that. That's definitely a matter for authorities, authority figures. I can definitely see why. The Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Now I'm picturing that. I caught a glimpse of this. And yeah, that. Fuck. Okay. Maybe we should move on. Okay. All right. (laughs) But yeah, man, Chappelle was like so on the nose with that. Yeah. Doo doo butter, <laughs> and the like. My butt itches, and I took a shower. How can I help you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, Michael Rappaport oh, being a jackass. Man. Oh gosh, I'm gonna right. have to go rewatch that after this. That's a good one. Yeah, it's on HBO. Speaking of HBO, uh, Succession uh, is a show on HBO. Um, Indeed it is. And we are going to cover episodes four and five of season three. Uh, I, I, it's, you know, it's been a while since I've seen these, but I did read the Wikipedia recaps uh, just before we started recording. Oh, okay. So my memory is good. I think I'm good. So these notes that I took are still very um, cryptic, unfortunately. I really need to get better at that, but I will be okay. So, starting with episode four, which was essentially uh, the big the big thing being uh, guest star Adrian Adrian Brody playing a character named Josh Aronson, um, who is a huge shareholder 
of Waystar Royco and uh, is very nervous about this uh, friction between Kendall and Logan. Uh, he calls them out to mm-hmm. his um, his little uh, piece of the beach, which I believe is supposed to be in the Hamptons. Yeah, somewhere out there. Do you remember? It's, it certainly like, looked like it, maybe out in Sag Harbor. It's definitely somewhere out on Long Island. Yeah, in order to, to calm things down, we also have uh, Tom worrying about going to prison and somehow finding prison catalogs that he's going through. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> and I liked his what was it? his like his his binder full of prison literature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the binder full of prison literature. I mean, I guess let's just give overall impressions, and then we can get into some specifics uh, that we remember and we want to discuss. Because again, as I'm looking at my notes, these I can't make heads nor tails of these. Oh, so man. I do apologize for that. Uh, to UJ and to the listeners. Um, so yeah, overall, uh, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. I would say overall for this one, it um, sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. It's sort of it. This one, I still, man, Ken is still killing me. He just just does too much all the time, but. He he wasn't as extreme, I think, this episode because of uh, you know, because of Logan, and he's still like he doesn't act out as much around Logan, you know, right? Like he's, he's <laughs> so it was definitely toned down a bit, but um, I did like <clears throat> man, sorry, <laughs> that was when uh, like I I did like to see the play, the back and forth between my man Greg and Logan, which was interesting to see. Um, but, right. but overall, it, it was kind of just like Tom being being sad, Shiv not really still not caring about Tom that much. I'm actually surprised that they're still together. Like The way last season ended, I thought that there would have been divorce talks at some point, and there would mm. be like a little bit more of a distance between them, even though there definitely is because – for right now, it's like Shiv is going for hers, and she could kind of care less that Tom's going to jail. It's like she's been pretty like heartless about Tom's prison talk. Um, oh yeah, which is sad. Yeah, she <laughs> she's been surprisingly casual about it because she's like, oh, the most you'll have to do is a year. When like, I mean, I let her do one day in jail and see, talk about a year. I could do a year on my head. Um, you know, Tom's justifiably very concerned. I, I still am like a little surprised at this turn. Like, it seems like an abrupt turn to where in seasons one and two, the threat of jail never really seemed that real. And all of a sudden it's apparently very real for Tom at least, and possibly others. Yeah. I I think that, I mean, as viewers, we're we're still unsure about exactly what Kendall and Greg have. If they like, I feel like Greg only was hmm. able to stuff like one or two pages in his pants, right? Like the rest of the stuff yeah. is destroyed. What what do what do they have? Yeah, it would be interesting. That that's a great point because this is goes back to season one, and it is kind of I don't know, possibly a red herring or a MacGuffin, but they they have made it seem as if the documents are that are that he has are particularly extremely damaging to the company mm-hmm. but now that i think about it i mean he was picking these up and sort of shredding them and photocopying stuff at the same time so we're we're relying on greg's judgment of reviewing serious business documents interpreting them correctly as being very damaging and then putting those aside uh, to be kept for later. I don't know if I necessarily would trust his judgment based on his experience that it would be very funny if there's an episode that just centers around going over what's actually on these documents and it turning out to be <laughs> pretty much nothing and just people just talking about yeah. vacations on a cruise. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they have much. I mean, they destroyed everything like, from what we're aware yeah, they, like, of, most super of the damning, super shredded, most of, most of the stuff. Yeah, like all they've got is Kendall's testimony and Greg. 
I'm actually not even sure. Now I'm starting to think what Greg knew because I don't know if Tom told him everything, but I think he did, right? He told him a lot. He did. Um, he definitely and wanted to. They've got Tom and they got Bill, right? But nobody, they don't have any like a concrete evidence except for their words, right? And then the, I guess the words of the accusers as well. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe Which the payment could... trails? I, I don't know what they've got. I think, yeah. I mean, the DOJ, if they're getting involved, there's, for one thing, it's going to be a very prolonged case. So, mm-hmm. you know, we see in episode five, Tom talking about trying to impregnate Shiv because, you know, he's tra- tracking her fertility, which is, uh, even though they're married, extremely creepy. Um, but <laughs> You know what? He made it creepy. His presentation <laughs> wasn't great. It could have come yeah. off better. Yeah, yeah, but but he's worried about doing that now when he, he would like these DOJ cases could go it could go on for five years before there's any amount of sentencing. I mean, I guess unless he makes a deal right away. But regardless, yeah, like Tom, this this Tom and Shiv stuff has taken a really sour left note and leaves a sour, bitter taste in my mouth after every scene. Yeah. And it's not. I mean, I got to be honest, it's. I feel like the show is kind of framing it as Shiv is just being awful to him, but, and maybe she is, but you also need to consider Tom. This is what you signed up for Tom going back to season one where you you knew about this shit. You've been trying to just hide it. I, I guess I can see how he feels trapped in a way, but you could have bailed on that. You could, you could always, not yeah. a not get married b leave the job you know c you know i'm sure you don't want to go to the doj yourself but you can get other jobs i mean what is this worth it now like is all the right. shit is all the pros is it worth a year in prison i don't there's nothing you could there's no job in the world that would be worth that for me i don't know yeah i, I mean i i don't think so but at the same hmm. I mean, I guess that's probably also like DOJ strategy, as we've learned from like various, you know, TV shows and just all of this thing. Like, you start at the bottom with the people who mm. are scared and who you have like easy evidence on, and then just try to get them to flip going up, you know? Yeah. And kind of get them out where I see, like, if they have something hard against Greg, Greg is squealing immediately like he's gonna <laughs> lather a little bit but greg no interest in going to jail tom might go to prison and and you know tolerate it for whatever six to nine months or one to three years but greg there's no way greg is gonna greg no way greg would makes it inside flee to canada himself, probably if, if and just to like that. try to beg for his grandpa to come pick so him that, up he at said the flee to canada yeah so greg's you gonna know, go to really canada and his uncle's gonna be like no no you should take your lumps or something like that. I don't think his grandfather loves him. Um, maybe that was in the next episode, the start of the next one. Yeah, but he does. He does say something at the at the start of. Wait, was that the shareholders meeting one where he said something at the start? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah let's let's actually wait until we get to okay. episode five. We can talk about yeah, it. But it's, so right. so far, it hasn't like really seemed like it. It's just sort of like tolerated greg because he's like he's his grandson and he's yes. around that's a better description <laughs> yeah um yeah you know it's uh greg is would definitely twist in the wind uh and i don't know it's interesting to see him still kind of trying to maneuver and stuff like i i guess the the sky really is falling now for all of these mm-hmm. pretty much everybody and logan seems to be handling it well, I don't know if well is the right word. Pretty much the way he handles everything, which is just yelling <laughs> at people, but ultimately getting his way, or at least part of his way. Uh, Kendall, you know, there's been a lot of talk on online and on other podcasts that I listen to, people wondering if he's actually back on drugs, but the show's just not showing it because of like how kind of erratic he's been acting. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I don't think so. I, I agree he's been acting very erratically, but I think um, history of the show and just, you know, the, 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 just like 
the writing and how they've showed his drug use in the past, I don't see why they wouldn't show it now. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely that's my read too. Uh, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like because how would they eventually reveal it if that was the case? Like they they don't really do flashbacks in the show, so yeah, I, it it doesn't no, that's really. A good point. Yeah, this is a flashback free show, just like The Wire. Yeah, um, ex- except for except for one scene in the series premiere that was mandated that they put a flashback in by HBO. Oh, by the way, I told you that uh, I recently shot something with um, Clark Johnson, who directed it. did. Them. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not a humble brag. And actually, I probably shouldn't be talking about it on here. It's still sort of confidential. So moving along. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'm already going to be editing this episode, so a little bit. So maybe I can take that up. But uh, why don't we get to the, the, the main um, uh, bag of sugar of the episode? What? No, that's not a thing. Um, bag of sugar. Okay. The introduction of of Adrian Brody as as Josh Aronson. Um, what's your read on on Brody? What's your read on this Aronson um, Aronson guy? I don't know. Actually, what did I write? Because I wrote something at. So when they first meet him, like he seems like. An all right guy he seems he seems perfectly fine, but as the day goes on as as their excursion continues and then prolongs, I start to get a little suspicious of him mm-hmm. I, what did I write at even at one point uh oh, I said this is when he was like supposedly leading them back to the house. I said, what kind of scam is this? What is Josh doing? Is he lost? Is this his plan? And then Logan passed out. Like, was he trying? Like, I, I couldn't tell what he was trying to do. Does he just not spend enough time there that he's not familiar with the landscape like that? Um, like, I, I didn't really fully understand what was going on or if he was trying to just see how they would react under that kind of stress or, or what. I don't see, know. that 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 is... Great note. <laughs> it's very clear. <laughs> it it uh, triggers a memory of what actually happened in the episode. We're gonna do. I'm we're gonna do a rundown of my notes for this episode at, at the end. Uh, when we go with this part, and you're gonna see my my dysfunction. But um, yeah, you're right. I was the whole time that scene was going on. I was like wondering if Logan and Josh were in, had been in cahoots before this meeting, and they're both together just working working Kendall but as it went on along and towards the end you saw that no I mean I think Josh's thing is he just wants stability he said that somehow he's figured that this recent instability which has only really lasted like a week but apparently has cost him $350 million mm-hmm. I did catch that yeah yeah so if he's it, to to the extent that it seemed like he was in cahoots with Logan, that's probably because he views Logan as, well, it's always been Logan. If I'm looking for stability, well, I'm just going to go with Logan because that's a known quantity. You know, right. Kendall's definitely shaking up the bag of sugar uh, and causing all the sugar to fly out and turn into powdered sugar to a degree. Oh, powdered sugar. What does that remind us of with Kendall? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so seeking stability, yeah, leaning towards Logan. Maybe he's just being deferential to him out of respect, whatever. But I don't think they were actually in cahoots, especially when Logan started – you know, getting the the signs of like, uh, was it heat heat exhaustion or heat stroke or something? Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. He's got a lot of. I mean, this he's got just a lot of health stuff going on. I, how Ooh, old yeah. is he supposed to be? Kind of early seventies, maybe. Okay, yeah, and I mean, you can only walk around in in the sun for that, you know, for fixed amount of time before that's what happens to you. But then it's like. I, I'm still having trouble with with Kendall's Endgame. That Kendall like actually thinks he's going to be in charge. Like, yeah, yeah, like because that in any case it's going to require Logan being completely out of the picture and also convincing all the shareholders, which I think he thinks that because 
he has in the past maybe worked Stewie and gotten mm-hmm. his way. Like Stewie's really smart and savvy and kind of has more leverage, has leverage over him. And he's like, you fuck me over at least once in a big way yeah. that I know of. So like Stewie, <laughs> I gotta say Stewie's smirk that he has. And that actor <laughs> has been in a couple other shows lately too. So, uh, but he'll always be Stewie to me. Um, he's got that smirk down that that's pretty good. He's got some good hair too. Oh, but, he does. Yeah, I definitely give him that. But uh, yeah, I I agree that Kendall seems. I, I mean, because I kind of root for him, sort of. I am hoping that he's going to like pull out some trump card at some point, and maybe that is the the paperwork that Greg has. But I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he's got. Also, how did they walk all the way out there without any problems? I mean, they were, he was like taking breaks and he kept saying, Oh, you want to turn around or you want me to bring the cart? And then, you know, Logan. That was when they were walking back to the house, wasn't it? They did call the cart on the way back. For He called the cart, even though I think he was denying the cart. Right. But I thought he offered him the cart on the way out, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what this tough guy act is, too. Like, the cart, no one's going to think you're wheat for taking, if you all three take the cart together, right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't want to go for a walk in the first place. Yeah. What is, yeah, what is with the walk? I was trying to think. That's that's why I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like, this Josh guy. I think he's just kind of oblivious. I, I was trying to think, like, this show definitely is no stranger to modeling characters after real life people. So I was uh-huh. trying to figure out to see if I could figure out who this guy was sort of maybe based on. And I guess I'm not <clears throat> familiar enough with billionaires these days, but he, he didn't seem like any of like, I don't know the names that jump right out at you mostly because he was, he seemed so young. So, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, did seem very young. I think I'm kind of thinking like, a Peter Thiel type, but he seems nicer than the reports of what Peter Thiel is really like personality wise. Um, but, or maybe, maybe a Bezos, but they know they didn't really clarify how he made his wealth in the first place. I don't think, unless I missed that. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember it being mentioned, but he does have a large enough stake, um, to make it, you know, to make a difference if you, wants to and wants yeah. to say let's go the other way right and for him to be like oh um, sort of blase not blase about losing 350 million but <laughs> yeah and i i mean i you know he's got enough pull to get both of them to show up just be like hey yeah I oh yeah to talk to both of you in person no, you're coming to me yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um so yeah maybe i'll think about that and report back but um, yeah, some investigating. did you have any other um, thoughts on this episode before we move on? Um, oh, just I, I did enjoy Tom's nicknames that people had for him. Um, Ghost of the Feast, the Shame Sponge. Um, <laughs> when he told when he told Greg that he would castrate and marry him in a heartbeat. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> um shiv oh yeah here's what i got on shiv for this episode like she's trying to do stuff nobody's really respecting her logan like screaming at her that what does he say everything everywhere is always moving forever get used to it (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah that's that feels like when i when i'm having a stressful day at work that's kind of what it that sum, sums up what I'm, what mood I'm in, basically. <laughs> oh, and then... <laughs> Man, that's, that is a great quote. I'd forgotten yeah, that. Yeah, it was so harsh. Just, yeah, gotta, delivered from him. Figure so. it out. Ugh, fuck. Um, and Connor. Like, Connor in there make, trying to make moves. What, mm-hmm. yeah, what, and he was... Is this the one where he's talking about pushing back his uh, campaign four years in order to get a job at Waystar or something. Or yes, next that's this one. And he talks to Shiv and then he basically tells Shiv like, I don't need to talk to you. I need to be talking to dad or somebody else. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, okay, well, let, we should move on. But before I, I just got. Oh wait, 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 oh, wait, yep, wait, yep, wait, go wait. for it. The tattoo man. Remember that guy? He's in this one oh, too. Oh, that's they, right. That they was choose not to use him. Yeah. Roman's uh, subplot involved finding yeah. a man that was it like he and Kendall were drunk and paid paid him years ago to get a tattoo of the word Kendall, the name Kendall on Ken- his forehead. Kendall's initials on his forehead. His initials, yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, this is, I mean, this is like, I mean, Roman think like sort of remembering that and being like, oh yeah, this is a perfect trump card for us, kind of shows the limitations of his uh, strategic thinking, I gotta say. <laughs> like, his, <laughs> game that out. point. <laughs> game that out, Roman. <laughs> so you put that in the press, it's a story for, I don't know, th- 35 minutes and and then it goes away because no one is going to really believe and no one's really going to care. And Kendall can write it off as, yeah, I used to be shitty when I was under my dad's influence. Now I'm better. And I will pay, I will pay for that guy's healthcare for the rest of his life and, or something like that. You know, that's an easy deflection for Kendall. That's, that's no problem. Ah, uh, that's Roman. For and you. Roman had to didn't I had to pay him like a million dollars to get he him. He paid him a million dollars to get a <laughs> to get a picture where he had it on his face that they they found that's it. But right. then at the same time, it was like, well, guess who else was there? Roman, your ass was there. Yeah, like you, <laughs> yeah, egging this guy on to do it too. So yeah, and that definitely sounds like more of a Roman thing than a Kendall thing anyway. I mean, uh-huh. you could see him say, let's see, wait, let's hear your Roman talking to the guy. Come on. Come on, guy. No, look, 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 pulls out money, throws it at him, throws color. Goes, look, look, you want this? You want this? I can keep going. I can keep going. You want this? Come on, do it, do it. You know, you're going to do it anyway. You, look, I mean, look, look, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to get the tattoo. It's going to be great. And you know, you can go buy a, you know, a bag of sugars worth of smack later, you know? You probably call it sugar. And see. Uh, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here are the notes I took. And this this should be a, a lesson to me. So the first one is, I hope you and me come back from that. Uh, okay. Who was that? That's Greg and know. Tom? You let me know if you can identify where, what okay. scenes this um, can we Can we get Greg a cocoa? Oh, that was in the beginning. What was going on? Thing, that a Coca Cola because that was when he asked Logan for a rum and coke. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, he asked him, "What do you want to drink?" It's rum totally and coke. not worth writing down as a note. <laughs> um, shall we walk? Same hat, oh. same same collar for Logan and Ken. That's right. Fucking, they fucking were Josh. They Let's were wearing walk. similar Let's outfits walk. in that they, scene. They were wearing similar outfits. That's true. I did know they that. had some good good silences together. I liked those long, long silences in the camera, just like staring at them. Yeah. While they were being silent together. That's, and that's pretty tricky as an actor to just kind of be silent and have to act without speaking. And mm-hmm. especially, yeah. Oof. I don't know if I could do it. Um, why is Tom telling everything about prison? Okay. That one's, yeah. But see, then I wrote plot twist. I didn't see that coming. With no other context. Um, maybe it was Greg's Greg trying to make his his play for like head of what does he want amusement parks head of parks or something, something? like that. Maybe it was that. Uh, and then I have sea mist vapor. That's a good one. Yeah. No uh, idea. And the last one. Um, you're six hundred years old, and you passed off your boyfriend. Pissed off your boyfriend. Uh, I mean, that's for Logan when the president got mad, right? There it is. Yes. You're 600 years old yeah. and you pissed off your boyfriend. Yeah. Right. And, and then the president. The, the, yeah. What were they doing? I don't know. They were just like well, slandering they, him basically. Yeah. Right? They, they basically for shifted the tone of the coverage of this president on ATN, the ATN network. Uh, just to be more negative, uh, to try to get leverage over him. But as we will see in episode five, did not pay off because he called Logan. He was not available. Roman picked up. Terribly awful conversation with him. Totally fucked, screwed the pooch. Uh, and we find that the president is actually not going to uh. seek another term 
as a result of the unflattering coverage, which means that uh, yep. the big ally they have, big super powerful ally they have, that that they fucked over, uh, won't be there to be a powerful ally anymore. So, uh oh, whoopsie doopsie, whoopsie doopsie for real. Yeah, they just they took it too far. Yeah, and so episode five, uh, retired janitors of Idaho, is the title. Um, is I, I believe uh, ter- would be termed a bot- bottle episode because it essentially took place in just one location, um, mm-hmm. basically the shareholder meeting, and then just outside the shareholder meeting in some sort of prep room uh, in this hotel that I assume they've rented or some, some, sort, of, some sort of conference facility, right? Is there anything outside of that? Yeah, I think it was. Um... No, there was just like different locations within that and like some entries. Like, I don't know where they started the episode. I don't remember. Um, Maybe that was the next one, but they were coming in from somewhere. But yeah, there was, it was nothing. There was nowhere else. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Took a lot of notes here. Roman talking. Okay. These are a little better. But yeah, okay. So basically, the, <laughs> the crux of this episode is that um, this is the it's the, the infamous shareholder meeting has finally come. They are in the middle of this battle between Stewie and Sandy, and then uh, also it is it is pretty interesting dynamic because essentially it's Logan versus Ken, but then Ken and Logan versus Sandy and Stewie, and then. Ken and Logan mm-hmm. versus the shareholders, sort of. Uh, and then Ken and Logan trying to separate Stewie and Sandy and work with Sandy privately uh, via his daughter or granddaughter, I guess. Or his daughter? Is it a daughter? I, um, I think that's his daughter. Okay. Also named Sandy. Yeah, that threw me off the first time. Remember, like a couple episodes ago, when she was in that car, and they were like Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, Sandy. I was, well, I was, I was so confused. I had closed captioning on, so I was I was watching. So Sandy, the woman, is S A N D I. Sandy, the her father is S A N D Y. But I was I was looking into this because, like, so he's been noticeably absent from this episode. There's just been like brief glimpses of him on a FaceTime call or something. I was like. Damn, I wonder if the actor is like dis- disabled or injured or died or something, and just couldn't get on the show. And so this is their way of sort of segueing his role to a new actor, new character. Um, but ah. I I looked at his Wikipedia today, and he's definitely still alive, and he seems to be working. And he was just in the French Dispatch um, movie, so maybe he was filming that when he could have been filming. Yeah, it, I, it, I mean, it's you're right. They have just been mentioning him, and we didn't see him. That's what threw me off when I saw the daughter, and I didn't notice that until this episode that it was the I and the Y on the captions. Right. But um, yeah, I I don't know. It they said the syphilis thing, but then they were saying that they started the rumors. I don't really know what's going on with him, but. <laughs> Syphilis, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, speaking of old, older gentlemen with uh, with uh, debilitating uh, illnesses, uh, apparently it comes out that Logan has a UTI, and this is why he uh, well is, needs to go to the bathroom a lot in this episode. But is, apparently, is also why he's been acting erratically, which it seems a little odd because they're like he hasn't taken his medication mm-hmm. now. I don't know much about UTIs, but does the medication you would take for that also cover br- brain function? Like, or can a UTI affect your your reasoning ability? Like, I mean, according I to does, but. according to the science in this episode, at a person of his age, it can. Now, truth be told, I was expecting you to go down your Google path and come with some <laughs> answers for this. Well, so. it's interesting. <laughs> Well, the only thing I can think of is like if they're referencing syphilis relating to Sandy, that could be sort of a writerly way of actually hinting that, you know, they're saying he has a UTI, but does he actually have syphilis? Because syphilis definitely will start affecting your cognitive ability uh, over time. I think um, who's the fan? There's like a famous 
author from like the 1600s or something that had it and like was going crazy as he was writing and his writing became more crazy. Maybe it was Edgar Allan Poe or something. Huh. Maybe it's probably, probably a number of them actually. Um, or like different Kings from like, you know, the Renaissance era that would go crazy um, because they had syphilis, but uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe, but yeah, the, the, the logic of just having a UTI, which I think is a fairly common thing. Uh, someone his age, yeah, maybe, but, and maybe he takes multiple medications for multiple issues, but yeah, he was acting, he hasn't acted this erratic since he was recovering from that stroke in like episode right. three of season one, when he like was sort of feeling up Shiv because he thought it was his wife. Oh he was, yeah. He was out of it. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. I was, I was a little nervous about there being a, <laughs> some sort of replay of that moment and uh me possibly having to eject from, <laughs> from this episode <laughs> um but you know he had his buddy um what's that dude what's his uh fixer dude's name Co- colin oh uh, colin colin definitely had his back um but yeah you know i do have better notes here but this episode okay. i gotta say i didn't really i, I mean i liked it because it's succession it's which means really top-notch writing and acting, but it seemed kind of like wheel spinning. Um, I don't remember much from it. And in terms of plot movement, we basically just have, I guess the big thing is just the, you know, Sandy and Stewie, mostly Sandy being willing to negotiate and apparently them coming to a deal. I I don't know. What's, what's your take on it? Yeah, this one, it was probably, the f- uh, it's like the the episode where I found my mind wandering the most out of all of them this season. Um, all the back and forth and just being in the same place and Logan sort of losing his marbles was actually where it sort of where it picked up for me. But um, mm-hmm. like all the negotiation talk wasn't that interesting, even though I get it. Like I did, like those scenes were kind of weird with him with sandy mumbling into with father sandy mumbling into daughter sandy's ear it's like right (laughs) it's a strange way to do a negotiation you think that was the same actor as Um, they usually use for for father sandy because he was slumped over um it was hard to tell but i i think so okay like it yeah i don't know like they're being really just from a production like blocking it standpoint, like they're being really weird and how they're not really showing his face full on or, or any, or any of his speech. Yeah. It's, I don't know why. It's I'm very fixated. strange. It's, it's, I mean, he is sort of a central character, but uh, I don't know. Wh- whatever. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And they haven't actually said very much about his deterioration and, and like what exactly is going on with him. Right. Um, which, you know, you know, it just gets the mind going, trying to come up with things that are happening, possibly. Yeah. But I, you know, I did wonder since like him and Logan, they're like so aggressive towards each other. It's just like, what actually? I I want to know if we'll ever find out like what actually happened between them. Like, mm. I'm sure it wasn't just one thing, but like I like it has to be like something pretty significant, right there. Like the stuff that he's asking to be removed, like the private jets thing, like really threw them off. Yeah, it's that just, was like, seemed that seemed very petty. Just yeah. because you know someone in Sandy's position is probably using private jets all the time as well. Uh, that is a good point because they are they are set up even in season one, like the midpoint of season one, as as pretty big rivals to each other. Um, and so, yeah, I'm thinking back on when I was watching season one, I was just like, oh, he's just the other, the other big shot in, in this space. And, you know, Stewie is sort of, so Stewie's at Ken Kendall's level, Sandy's at Logan's level. Okay. This makes sense, but you're right. Yeah. So, so considering how enmeshed they are in each other's lives, I do wonder if maybe they were really close back in the day. Um, I guess uh, actually going back to, yeah, they did a, try a hostile takeover 
uh, in season one. So it's not like they had always been stockholders or maybe, maybe partial stockholders. I don't know. Yeah, but did he? Anyway, so, either, the, so if her big thing was some, getting more there to it, yeah. If her her big thing was getting four board seats, was Sandy in that initial board meeting in season one, where Kendall tried to take over? Um, I th- I think so. I don't really remember. I, yeah. I want to say he was part of it. Yeah, because he sort of orche- helped orchestrate it. Maybe yeah. I don't know. All right, let's stick with season three. <laughs> definitely don't want to look, go back and look at my notes on what I wrote for season one. Good lord! Oh gosh, for those seasons, yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, so it was. I think there was some good comedy in Frank and Carl, and I believe Jerry trying to stall the stakeholders. Oh yeah, they were pretty good with that. Man, just, I would have been so annoyed if I was at that stakeholders <laughs> meeting in the crowd. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just like just Frank talking about all types of nonsense. And do Jerry you think talking about the changes over thirty years and oh, Do gosh. you think if you were in their positions that you could bullshit for like twenty minutes straight? You know, I was thinking the same thing, and I don't think I could. I would have been kind of like Carl. Carl was just like, uh, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Frank, you got you got this. And then walk back off stage. Just walked away. Like, Damn, that's, that's yeah. cold. Yeah. You don't think you could if you had to? I think I – I mean, I think I could. Okay. Mostly, I guess probably because of my improv training, uh, which, I mean, that's that's a big thing is just like you got to keep going. Keep the show going. Keep just Keep talking. Look over to your left. What do you see? Okay, uh, there's a lamp. You know, you, you know, lamp. you know that lamp. That might seem like an ordinary lamp to you, to all you in here. I'm sure you all have very nice ones in your house. And then you go into doing lists. I'm sure you have lamps that are six feet tall. Lamps hanging from the ceiling. Oh my! Chandeliers. Gosh. You know, chandeliers. I'm sure, if some of you are as rich as uh, Renaissance era kings who who invented the chandelier, it's a French word, Louis the Fourteenth, huh? Huh? Wow! If you would have started to go into all that, <laughs> people definitely would just gotten up and walked out. I see you over there. Are you going to turn on? Turn off the lights? Turn on, Turn them on? Did you, you? Do you start think- with the audience interactions? <laughs> Yeah, I gotta start with a little crowd work. Oh man! Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I think I could. I if I was if I was knowledgeable about just this particular type of business, I could do it. Yeah, it's true. They it would just be now. Experience. It would just be word salad and just like platitudes and cliches. It would just be a lot of that. But you know, I could riff. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I couldn't have pulled it off, but yeah, you know, Frank loves to talk, so he was able to stay out there. Yeah, and so Greg's primary arc with this is that he, it seems like, has agreed to take on Waystar slash Logan's legal counsel. Yeah, you know, they had mentioned that in the previous episode, and I didn't think it was true because I never saw Greg actually agree to it, but here he says that he did you know, go in for the and joint I, defense agreement. And I, yes, that's right. The joint defense agreement. And I'm trying to remember if that was before or after his grandfather told him that he just decided that to, to give all, now it must've been before. Cause I think after that, he went to tell his grandfather, look, I'm doing the joint defense. And he's like, you know, your loyalty to this company is disgusting, but any, in any case, I'm giving all my money to Greenpeace. Yeah. Right. Well, he didn't. He found out from his grandfather. Didn't find out until then from Greg. But he found out either from, I think, from the lawyer from Pew, because mm-hmm. Greg, you know, th- I think Greg's lawyer that he signed up with at Waystar told Pew. Yeah, but that was another gotcha. you know grievance was that Greg didn't even tell his grandfather himself that that's yeah. what he was doing. Right. And wait, isn't there? Okay, so how many episodes are there? Uh, ten. 10. Okay, so we got f- five more to yes. get to one of these um, Scars Guards or Sars Guards. Ooh, that's right. Sounds like, and, and I can't believe that Adrian Brody's only going to be in one episode. Really? 
Oh, I hope he comes back. He was, uh, he was, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't like blow me away, but I can see like that being as a good, like just a good setup for something really cool to Uh come down the road. Cause he's a, he's an amazing actor. Uh, and he, I have a feeling he can do, he can do a lot with this, with this character. Uh, even though, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Especially with those flat, those loud, flashy orange clothes he was wearing. <laughs> you know, there are so many, I, you know, I go to Seattle every now and then, uh, pretty often, um, cause I have family out there, but he dresses a lot like how they dress in Seattle. With all those layers and the weird colors. Oh man, he yeah, he had a lot of layers on. Yeah, yeah, it's Pacific Northwest weather, or, or I guess you know, being on a, a beach in the Northeast weather. I, I guess. I sort of, <laughs> should, should we wrap up? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see if there was anything else. This one, honestly, I didn't feel like a ton happened here. Um, yeah. Um, deteriorating. Oh, when Ken told Greg he might have to burn him, and he's like, "Are we? Are we cool, Ooh, man? Are we yeah. cool?" He's like, "Well, Greg, you know, <laughs> I like you. You're a good guy. Might have to burn you." <laughs> yeah. What do you? So what was he saying? Was he implying that the a, well, a was he implying there would be jail time, and B was he using this to try to leverage something to get Greg back over, or is he just saying it? Stating it as a fact, like "fuck you," I uh, I think he is trying to do it as a little "fuck you" to Greg and still try to be nice, and not because it didn't come off as mean, but right. he's still like, "Yeah, I can still help take you down too, Greg." So don't forget about that. And it's a little, you know, it's too late for Greg to go back now at this point. Or maybe he can like Greg can like slow walk the the joint defense i don't know like usually kendall would make a threat like that and but then make an offer for something yeah maybe right? he's just that angry that his that he went to the other side it could be um i did like connor offering to do a whole lot this episode and nobody taking him up on any oh of yeah offers. did he offer to <laughs> did he offer to go to jail he didn't. That's the only thing he didn't offer. He offered to go up and talk. He offered to go oh, okay. negotiate. He offered to talk to the president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to take that phone call. That. Uh... <laughs> and then I don't know who said it. I think it was one of those communications people. But they they're like this when it was Roman was about to when they were saying Roman's going to talk to the president. They said this guy Tony Tourette's. We're going to give it to this guy. <laughs> Tony Tourette. Tony Tourette was pretty good. I guess the thing always have those good one-liners in there. One thing that that stood out to me that I thought was really interesting is that so Kendall goes up and hijacks the um, the podium, and then you know he's again we we've talked about this a lot. Like he he's on this what he believes righteous crusade, and he goes up and he starts immediately talking about the victims and. Uh, how there's going to be a change and how he's starting some foundation. And mm-hmm. those shareholders did not get, give a fl- flying solitary bag of sugar of a fuck about no, that. And they started groaning and moaning. And like, I was like, Oh yeah, they just want to make money. They don't give a fuck. And like, you're fucking up the money. So they don't want to see you. And they damn sure don't want to see you come in talking all that, this green piece, you know, kumbaya shit. Don't worry. Be happy. Yeah. Shite. You know? They don't want it. And so, and immediately after that, he goes to his PR people. He's like, oh, how am I looking after this? Like, am I, am I looking good? So, yeah, it's like, okay, now we see what your priority is, bruh. Exactly. It's always him. And he still doesn't even listen to that. I know. He can't listen to anybody. That is really annoying me. He doesn't me. listen to anybody. If not listening to these PR people is annoying me like you would not believe. And over talking them and all this, it's like you gotta. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't even with this. But I thought yeah. it was just interesting how they how they. I think it was well written and well directed and edited in the way that they showed that, like him going up, talking. You know, you know, Vic, Vic, the redeemer of the victims or whatever, mm-hmm. and then immediately going to, oh yeah, so how do I look? How's it? What's Twitter saying about this? What's Twitter saying about me? You know, is the tide turning? Like all this shit. 
Yeah, that's it. That's what he cares about. I mean, time and time again, he's just shown that he's about himself, which I guess is fine if he didn't like try to portray this like hero of the people type yeah. of thing that he that he like wants to be. Right. Um, it's too bad, but I did I did like at the end too, Carl. They were doing that like whole Waystar cares about women video, and then Carl interrupts that. I if we care about women video. He was like, "Stop this! We yeah. got it. We got a deal. We're got, we're done." And then everyone yeah. just leaves. That's great. Yeah, interrupts Carl, who they frequently joke about is a, visits prostitutes on a regular basis. Yeah, uh, yeah, interrupting a "We care about women" video just to say, "Hey, fuck all this. We're good. No vote." Oh man. That's like, oh gosh, this, these guys are, they're so messy. Yeah. Um, what was the final? I guess the final one that I have is, oh, wait, two final ones, right? Okay. Two last ones. Yep. It was like Roman, It was this was very interesting to me. Roman actually um, looked like he was more concerned about Logan and like his health than anything in this episode. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like Roman really cares about his dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, I, I think, so you were surprised by that? I think, I think pretty clear. Like, I think I, I was, but I don't know. I guess it had always been there before. Cause he's just maybe. Yeah. I was surprised that okay. he actually cared. Cause I, I always just saw him like as kind of not like someone who didn't care, but always just like kind of like a suck up a little bit. Oh, and like wanting wanting to I guess he always does want to please his dad but just like being bullied by his dad all the time yeah and then now yeah, they have a, I don't know he's got this like yeah I think they have a pretty toxic relationship that is based around bull- yes bullying and, and abuse from going back to his childhood but I've always viewed him as you know he has this tough exterior but he well he definitely really cares about Jerry and and his dad yeah, he uh, does care about Jerry. Probably Drew. more so than anyone. I mean, the thing with his dad is like that's like you know, toxic sort of uh I don't know, that's not codependence, but the dependence, I guess, like where yeah, he's definitely cuz his dad was abusive towards him like growing up and mm-hmm. probably intentionally designed to manipulate him. Um which yeah, it's I, I'm not 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 a fan of that, but it, no. it is interesting story-wise, certainly. Um, but yeah, I've never, I've never doubted that he loves Logan. Okay, yeah, that that caught me off guard. And then my final thing was Logan blocking Ken's number. I was like, Damn, that was <laughs> so that petty. was harsh. That's yeah. so petty. Block I like that he number. had to ask his assistant to do it too. Just <laughs> like block him permanently. Well, you you he knows you can always unblock people. <laughs> There's, Does he know though? There's Does no permanent block. Like, what? What is it? it? Okay, he needs to call Kendall next episode. What's he gonna be like? Oh my and god! Like, like I what did I do? Just get a different phone. What have I can't done? Use a different phone to call. Him. Like, I could get a different phone, but what's uh, his number? Who? Oh no, I don't know his number by heart. Oh my god! What oh, have I man. done, my son? <laughs> I've abandoned my boy. I've abandoned uh, my boy. <laughs> 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 block this number damn permanent okay all right logan and if i if i ever ask to call him again you tell me no <laughs> you tell me no doesn't matter how, how much i threaten you your family and how much i how many times uh, i say i'm a billionaire i can have anyone killed uh <laughs> definitely don't ever give me his number again yeah okay it's blocked uh, okay it's blocked yeah. permanently sir my leave that'll last what all of all of half of an episode yeah um <laughs> all right well any closing thoughts as we wrap up move on to um i'm curious it seems like uh, they're gonna be you know hopefully a scars guard will come in but um you know they've been mentioned hopefully we will see adrian brody again mm-hmm. curious about that we might see you know one of kendall's kids i guess this has been an ongoing thing on the internet, I saw we might actually see one of them on camera at some point oh. in real life, like on the screen. Why is that? Why is that an ongoing thing on the internet? Because <laughs> they haven't been. Uh, 
we haven't even seen them. We only saw them on the video on like an iPad looking at the, at the rabbit one day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care about those kids. It's just like, where are Ken's kids? Yeah, it doesn't but, matter. I mean, I feel like they weren't there the whole previous season either. But um, Yeah, they've only been in like three episodes. Yeah, like his ex-wife Rava and the kids are not like a big part of it. I wouldn't mind seeing her. And not like that. Not like that. She's a cool, she's a great actor. You know actor. what? Whatever happened to the other one? Uh, the Pierce, Naomi Pierce. Oh, yeah, she was only in that one episode. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to see her. That day. I don't need to see her. And it, and that is like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap up. Uh, all right, eat, eat something green. Eat something green, drink your water, drink it all down. Stay away from bag, big bags of sugar. <laughs> and happy Thanksgiving. Introduce some asparag- asparagus to your Thanksgiving menu. Oh, or man. broccoli, I guess broccoli big is fine. Bags of sugar. It's a small bag of sugar. Yeah, anything green is good. <laughs> <laughs> this was podcast we are.